unless you've never seen an episode before in which case welcome um, I'm Shaolin Pete on the internet that's what they call me well no one calls it me but that's what I'm called on there and on the internet my guest today is called Fleur Rouge is that correct so uh, singer songwriter Vocalist extraordinaire, opera training yeah. in the past, yeah. Um, French person, you might have guessed by the name. Um, yeah, going to chat about music and France, I would imagine. Probably not too much after Brexit, but. That's true. Come inside and we'll have a chat. Yeah, how are you meant to predict, like, inspiration striking you? You know, if you mm. wrote a tune in June and then you're just all excited about that and you, you'd want to abandon the things that you'd planned to do. Well, that actually happened to me yesterday. Oh, did it? I was recording a new one and I was thinking, I actually want to drop this this year. But because I planned everything already, I've got that album artwork, like, I know exactly what's coming out and that obviously coincides with the songs. If the artwork fits with that it's not going to fit with the new one so I can't actually drop that oh, until next year so yeah it's a bit of a weird one damn yeah that sucks man like mm. when music should well it feels like it should be about fun and whatever's mm. of interest to you right now especially if someone who's creative mm. you want to if you're not into something you just can't even summon the interest for it at all can you like yeah. I, I struggle sometimes when I get um bands wanting videos or, or like sometimes I do like adverts for little businesses and stuff as well which is quite trying on on my tolerance levels you know what I mean Where, when it's like there's just nothing there's no redeeming qualities to the job I'm, I cannot even begin to conjure some interest for it and then mm. you're just having to like feign fake like fake it mm. and I don't know just pull creative ideas out of nowhere when you're not even feeling inspired and then if you've planned out your year, do you ever feel like... Is, is this the first time that you've planned out? Yeah, I think so, really. To be honest, doing it... It's through speaking, you know, with people around Manchester scene. I found it a lot easier because it's a lot smaller. Yeah. In London, it's just such a big place. Oh, so you'd been gigging in London at a point? Yeah. What, what's the story there? You'd been... When did you start doing music? So I started doing this sort of music. I started doing this a few years back now, like... Three or four. After what? Opera. Oh yeah, opera. <laughs> so you've been like performing on stage? Yeah, yeah. So um, I basically started doing opera when I was like 11. Um, and then it was like professional opera. So my singing teacher just put me in for this audition. And then I got, got the role and started like touring around Europe, which was cool. Fucking hell. Yeah, it was nuts actually. In what language? It's like... It not... was English. It's it was in English. English. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on this... I um, always feel like it's in Italian is 
That, yeah. Is that just Italian opera? No, no, no. So you've got like French, Italian, German, but um, this one was, this particular one was an English one by Benjamin Britten. So it was quite, it was quite out there actually. It was quite a spooky kind of creepy opera like. And what sort of, like you're a young teenager or? I was 11. Fuck. Yeah. It was a bit, That's I think my. That's crazy. And you're just performing all around Europe on stage. Yeah, yeah. Like, my parents were more scared for me than I was. I don't think I even realised what was going on. I was just like, woo! How, do, how does, like, new shows that you that you gig now as, like, just for yourself with your originals band, how does that compare? Like, are you completely over the stage fright now because you've got this wealth of experience? I don't... It's so different, isn't it? Because in opera, you're actually... You're kind of hiding behind this character that you're playing. Whereas right. when you're on stage, yeah, you've got a bit... A bit of a character that you're playing, I like guess. Like a heightened to an version of yourself. Yeah, but it's still you, and it's your own songs. It's your personal experiences, and that that sometimes can be a bit daunting because you're literally you're more vulnerable. Putting yourself out there, it's like your little baby. Damn. But you, I feel like what would freak me out if I was doing someone else's thing, if I was performing someone else's material, mm. is that you have no control over it. You decided what your songs are like now. Which true. you didn't in opera, you know what I mean? That's true, but that's why I liked it. That's why I decided to go down that route. Because at uni, I met all these different types of people. I met lots of people doing lots of kind of pop, contemporary style. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, that's way better. You get to write your own stories. Do, do you think there's any, f like, little flavour still within the music that you do now that's come from that opera? Like, stuff that's transferred over, genre? Yeah, definitely. Like I what? I think more so... A few years back, I've kind of tried to steer away from that. Yeah, develop in a different direction. Yeah, because I don't think it really resonates with people that no. much. If you're yeah. trying to go in the sort of... I went out with a girl a few years ago who did... Like, I don't know if you'd say it's like opera, but it, she had an opera style of singing. Mm. She was doing like show tunes, you know, she would yeah. be in like guys and dolls type of situation. You know, oh, like... right, so like musicals. Yeah, like musicals, yeah. but it was an opera style that her voice was like... And then, like, me and my mates would just do, like, jam nights at the local pub. So you just literally learn a tune that week and then turn up and just, like, everyone would sort of jam it and you'd be, like, mm. trying to explain the bass line to the bassist as you're playing it and someone's just, like, Bit of pissing about. Yeah, it, it, and, but that was the vibe of it. And it's it was mega low-key. It was, like, all unplugged-ish, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, every, and it's, it was just chilled in this little pub. And then she would come in and just blow everyone, like, everyone's socks off just yeah. with this huge voice, you, you just turn the mic off, like the sound guy just go and turn the mic That's off and she'd just be like, just like this beam of vocals. But what she found though was um, when I would try and just jam with her, you know, mm. like if we're just like sitting there chilling, just trying to do like a fucking Damien Rice duet or something. Classic. <laughs> she would be like, oh, I, I can't mess about with it. I can't play, you know, yeah. like if I switch the, transpose the key up or down or, you know, oh, we're going to do a reggae-ish style or whatever. Yeah. She was like, nah, it's got to be as Very, it's... Very, like, regimented. Yeah, Do you, did you find that it was a bit like Definitely. that? I think in classical, like, everything's... There's so many rules. Yeah. And you kind of become a bit like a robot because you've got... To, everything's got to be perfect. So can you read sheet music and stuff? Yeah. So how do you find now when it's got to be... Obviously, with the style of music that you're doing now, it's got to feel a little bit more... Um, I don't know... I don't know, indulgent, organic. yeah, organic, yeah. you know, it's, there's got to be room for you to like play with mm. the melody and stuff. 
Or have you found it difficult to start just messing about with the I don't think it was so much messing about with the the vocals. I think it was just trying to make them sound a bit more human, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of realise that less is more. So Wait, you will have had to lose your sort of received pronunciation opera accent as well. Have you slipped slipped more into your actual (laughs) accent now? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I think you, you just kind of, all of our singing lessons were just me and my singing teacher going through like how to basically speak in like Queen's English. And then you start talking like that, you, you'll go out with your friends and then they'll be like, why are you speaking like that? And it's like, I don't know, I've just got used to it. That's it's crazy. Weird. So this, but this is your accent now, right? Yeah. Because you are like or half half French as well, right? Yeah. What accent was that that just came out? <laughs> or is it? I don't, know. I don't know. I think I'm just confused now. I've got like all these different accents coming out. If you are speaking in French, which I have it on good authority, you can do fluently. Mm. Um, what would French people say your accent sounds like? Because in English, it sounds like, oh, you're sort of from the capital, yeah. you know, sort of a southerny, like middle classy sort of accent. Yeah. What is what would French people describe your French accent as? Mm, I'd probably say Parisian, like. Oh, so similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. yeah okay. The southern accent's got like a really strong twang on it. You won't really... Like the French Southern. Yeah. But, yeah, more like just the capitals. Yeah. 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 Why, what's... So Saint-Tropez, is that like south? I don't really know my geography. Yeah, I guess so. Or is that a uncharacteristically... It's, it's like different pockets of the south have different accents, and I don't think that's where you'll hear that sort of strong accent. I'm not mm. really sure where, where exactly, but... Can, if you speak French, can you do accents of... No. Different French places. <laughs> that would be crazy to hear someone going like, oh, do posh French, and then they do posh French, or yeah. like, do working class French. Yeah, you, you can't do that. That would be interesting to hear. Can you speak languages? I can speak uh, at least one, yeah. Yeah? Do you want to whip some out? It's English. <laughs> I never had a good ear for French. I think I got an F in French, which was sort of impressed with in school considering what is that a pass is it i don't know i don't know i didn't spend a lot of time in lessons in school you'll you'll be shocked to find out can't believe that pete yeah i what i used to do is get kicked out of my lessons then wander around the school looking for um, like my mates in the other lessons so i'd I'd like actively try and get kicked out of the class were you that kid that was like putting faces in the window trying to distract all the other kids that were like trying to get on with their work yeah and the teachers they go like oh I don't care what you want to do with your own grade and you can throw your life away, but don't distract everyone else. And I thought, like, I'm trying to entertain them. I'm try- trying, <laughs> trying to, to make their nice lives thing. better. I'm not like, ha you shouldn't be doing your GCSEs. I'm, I'm trying to, this is horrible, this place, so I'm trying to make like them a have a good prison. time. But yeah, I can't speak, definitely can't speak French. I sort of tried Duolingo for Spanish for a little bit for a few weeks. <laughs> good old Duolingo. I reckon, though, I could blag to someone that speaks no French, that I can speak French. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon I could just do gobbledygook in a French accent and, they, and they'd be like, oh, sweet. To be fair, if they don't speak it, then it'd be pretty easy, wouldn't I it? I reckon it'd be like, uh, 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 let, let me go into like French mode. Uh, French. You're just going to put Eri at the end of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like Eri sells it. 
<laughs> yeah, le boulangerie. You could probably guess a lot of them, to be fair. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean, like the words? Yeah, just put like the endings on, like, eri on everything, and you're sorted. It sounds about right. I think the only bits of French that I know are... Um, mon tête. Mm, what's that? My head. Love it, yeah. Ma bouche. <laughs> that, and that's... <laughs> was this just a lesson that you remember I think from that French? Was just like, was like, what? <laughs> well, to be honest, in French, there was this girl that I fancied who sat next to me. Mm. I won't name and shame her because... Well, she doesn't come off badly in the story, I do, but... Um, you being creepy. Uh, yeah, I think in retrospect I probably was, but oh, I kept stuck in on that pineapple flavor. Yeah, I like. absolutely love it. I saw it and I was like, I've got to have some. What's pineapple in French? <laughs> <laughs> Say it with a mouthful. You know, in loads of different European languages, it's like Anya or like Anna. Mm. Like, it's the same in all the languages. And then we just out of nowhere, we're like, pineapple, <laughs> which doesn't even look like, what do you mean? It doesn't a pineapple. really sound so eloquent, does it? Oh. Wait, because it's a fruit and it sort of looks like a massive pine cone, mm. a pineapple. Pineapple. See, ours makes so much more sense. Let's look into the etymology of it halfway through this podcast. But yeah, I was sat next to this girl in French and uh, I thought we were getting along mint. Mm. I thought, oh, do we fancy each other? Like, we're... And turns out she was just a very charismatic, friendly person. Mm. It does and... get you into trouble sometimes, that. Oh, do you have a similar situation? I think some people just think that you're flirting when you're not. You're just friendly. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are not friendly. So yeah, if you see this... someone friendly, then you're like, I, I think I'm really attractive to them. <laughs> but this girl, like, I, literally, she was, like, well mature for her age. She was mm. hanging out with people older, you know, like 20-year-olds outside of school. And school was probably like, I've got to go to this stupid thing at the start of the day like school basically and then, and then I'll come and hang out with you we'll and go we'll, to some clubs hit yeah, up well, clubs. yeah I think that was her life and I was like you want to see my Pokemon like on my Game Boy <laughs> and then I asked her out and I was because oh. I thought we've got something special <laughs> and to her credit she was really lovely she was like um I'll think about it oh, and bless. she must have been like hanging out with Fucking Tyrese or whatever after school, like some little nerd asked me out today. <laughs> At least you had the balls to, to go and ask her. I think it was delusion, not balls. Mm, well, you know. Because I was like, she obviously isn't. She digs me, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I can't speak. I mean, it could have been love, but maybe it was just the wrong. But it's over <laughs> now. Must have been good. <gasps> There's that voice for the first time on the podcast. Sing a song for us. No. I've got a guitar. Can you play guitar? No. You know what? That's the one instrument I really want to learn how to play. Yeah, that would increase like what gigs you could take as well because you could mm. just turn up and gig on your own. Yeah, that's true. Well, you play yeah. keys though, right? Yeah. Do you ever gig just you and a keyboard? or? Sometimes, but to be honest, I prefer having full, full band, get the full sound in. Yeah. You said you wanted to get a synth at some point. Yeah, just uh, a little bit broke at the moment, so uh, hard times. Just get a synth like app on a Mac. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that. It's not got the same. It's not got the same sort of. Some people might think it's edgy and cool. Like you've just got a Mac and you're like playing piano on the keyboard. Mm. No? Maybe, maybe I could try that. Oh, I'm sure people just like trigger pads and trigger yeah. like backing tracks and stuff. You can get like, like a little MIDI keyboard. Yeah. But. I'll just start selling some things on Depop or something. Yeah. Or just doing more shows. 
not doing yeah. loads of shows, are you know? No, you no, got no, one no. coming up in March. March. March the 7th. And a couple of days ago was Valentine's Day, the 14th. A couple of days ago? Because mm. <laughs> this is Sunday the uh, 16th, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I record all the episodes like a week or two <laughs> I before. <laughs> I didn't pick up what you're doing there. Yeah. I gave you enough. I gave you a, a, a good couple of chances there to pick it up, but. Sorry. Um, I'll just cut all this you're out, good. right? Cut. Yeah. Just, it'll be dead fluid in the real thing. Um, uh, did you say something went on sale or like what was. What happened on Valentine's Day? Oh, right. So the pre save of my first single is coming out. Pre save? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that is. So basically, people can pre save your tune on Spotify. Okay. But not listen to it yet. Yeah. So okay. they'll get like a little notification when it comes out. Mm. So everyone should go and do that right now. Yes. People that are interested to hit. What type of tunes is it for people that don't know? It's basically pop. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like sometimes people don't want to say that because there's this like negative connotation attached to it. But what, but what does it. Good old, good old pop. Yeah, well, how would you define pop? I mean, I've got like different songs. I think some of them are quite chilled. Some are very more kind of Lana Del Rey atmospheric vibes. And then mm -hmm. some of them are a bit more kind of, yeah, just easy pop, like driving through that, that LA. That sort of with French the... sounding one that you oh, yeah. played. So I, like I shot with you, when was that? It was like months ago now, right? Yeah. Would have been around like November, December time. And it was like sort of warehouse sessions vibe. Mm. And it was this sort of melancholy... It sounded like something from like Amelie or you know, like really stereotypically. <laughs> we wrote that in one evening, actually. No way. Yeah. Is that online somewhere now? Is the tune just available to listen to yet? Mm -mm. So that'll be um, the fourth single coming out this year. So you even know like... I know the, the order, yeah. How is there like a massive whiteboard in the <laughs> band rehearsal space? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It's good though, it helps you organise the thoughts, otherwise, you know, there's no like strategic method to yeah. madness. Well I won't make you divulge all the uh, surprises. Nah. Today, but there's there's content aplenty. Definitely. Ready. Mm-hmm. Can I want some of that pineapple chunks next year? Mm, don't know what did you that. say it was in French? Did you answer? Well, Give me the pineapple. Ah! Did you answer it? Um yeah. No. And what was the answer? I don't actually know what it is. You don't? Do it's you speak like the French, one word, definitely. Yeah, but like it's one of those words I've never really used. One of the top several fruits. Me, mm, who really eats pineapple though? I don't really eat it. I mean, this is the first time I've eaten pineapple in like... Pom. Pom. Apple, right? Apple, yeah. And then I don't know anymore. Is that it? Mm -hmm. What about... Um, I know it in Spanish, <gasps> in Espanol. What is it? Manzana. Yeah. Naranja. Love it. I don't remember any Spanish. Limon. Hmm? Limon. Limon. Yeah. Is that lemon? Si. <laughs> si. Entiendes? Tengo mucho hambre. That's the only thing I remember from Spanish class. Estoy perdido. Lost. I'm lost. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> A lot of it's very, very similar though in French, so you could probably guess it. Really? Yeah. So like in French it's, um, j'ai perdu. Is what? Well, that's I lost. And then you'd say, 
well, yeah, I lost, basically, I lost so, myself. Is that what you were saying, French? You I were telling myself. me on the way here, you were, you were saying <laughs> they purposefully seem to have like tried to fuck other people up in French. Like the grammar is so difficult. Yeah. That unless you're a child growing up learning it, you've got no chance of getting fluent at it. I mean, no, obviously that's quite an exaggeration, but it's definitely difficult because especially like English people, I find they often will take a sentence in English, try mm. and put it into French. Just word for word. Word for word. Without reconjugating. And the organisation, or the way that you organise a sentence is yeah. so different. And so they just sound really weird. I've found though, like travelling in other countries that literally just memorising a bunch of vocabulary gets you further mm. just in terms of how easy it is to communicate rather than start at the bare bones and build up the foundations of being able to conjugate all the sentences yeah. properly in the grammar, which is you can really perfectly say the boy drinks the milk, yeah. but instead just going like, I lost where bus stop, like you'll, someone will go, it's over there, mate. And then you'll be on your way. Like it's, it's easier just to learn the words, I think, yeah, than, that's true. than be really mint at saying sentences, but not have any mm. sort of information to populate the sentence with do you yeah know what I, mean? I know what you mean i get you but yeah I've, yeah i never yeah french was difficult we didn't get a choice at school you know I d did you get a choice of what language to learn uh we had to so, so our school... you went to a posh school didn't you <laughs> i can see that look in your eye um we had to do two languages mm-hmm I, did. I don't think that's unusual. No, but I did three. Yeah. Because obviously I already spoke French, so I didn't want to do that from year seven. So kids that already know another language, they're like, oh, you can take three. three yeah. In, but including French as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I ended up doing French in year 10. Which you should be ashamed of if you didn't get an A star in that. I did get Okay. <laughs> Good lad. Yes. My mum would have actually killed me if I didn't. Yeah. She'd have been like, c'est la honte. That's like, it's a shameful. That sounds... I felt shame when I, know, I heard that. Rude. Like, she's very passionate. Actually, when she's, when she's really angry at me, you know, because she switches to French. So, like, she always ends up saying to me, Qu'est-ce que j'ai fait au bon Dieu pour avoir une fille aussi bête? Which is like, what did I do to God to have such a stupid child? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, she screams that from, like, the top of the, the house. Well, like, do okay. you have to answer in French? I usually just don't say anything. But I feel like if she was saying it because you didn't do well in French at school, then the only way to prove her wrong mm. would be to f clap back in French. This is true. This and then just true. like some real Have juicy some words, you know, some words that even French people are like, oh. Yeah. You know, people come out with English words all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, very nice. That hit, that hit me. But um, I mean, in music as well, I love it when people use other languages. Like just trickle it in here and there. Oh, like drop it in the lyrics. Yeah, like Lolo. You heard of her? I've never. Cool. Well, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> she's um, she's she's an artist. Um, she's kind of like emerging at the moment, but she's really cool. And she just trickles, trickles just a bits of like French here and there, and it just sounds really sexy. I think I'd be thinking of it as like some cynical maximization of your, you know, your catchment area. <laughs> Like, oh, we can market this in France yeah. now. I bet that was literally the thinking behind it. I hope not. <laughs> no, it's not because she's half, she's half French. I do know loads so. of people. For, I think my mum grew, like, when she was sort of our age, or, uh, yeah, uh, roughly our age, you're younger than me, but she would, um, she worked in Germany and just forever after, 
for the rest of her life now. Like, I don't know, she's been back since I've been born. She just speaks German all the time. She just, like, drops German in conversation. And like, her and my dad just, like, have little back and forths in German all the time. And he'll always, like, my dad always speaks Russian to his his brother, whose ex-wife is Ukrainian and just... Oh, my God. There's, there's, yeah, I know loads of people who, for no real, like, they don't, they're not from there. Not, their family's not necessarily from another country, but they just like speaking other languages. Mm. So I, I can understand why someone, especially music, which I think is a bit like a language music. Definitely. Um, I think people who are musicians probably have a, um, a natural aptitude for language, do you think? Probably. I don't know. It's just a nice way of sort of tapping into that side, especially if you come from another place. Yeah. Kind of like another string to you, though. Do you think it... There's like this aspirational quality, I think, to musicians sometimes. I remember a marketing guy at um, Scruff of the Neck mm. saying to one of the bands, like, you've got to wear the clothes that the audience want to see you in and you've got to sort of present yourself as this thing that people can aspire to be like or it's like mm. idealized version of yourself rather than make people feel sorry for you or so you've got to be yeah. like you've got to seem cool and then I think dropping a little bit of another language impresses people like that was literally the whole the way that they communicated that Bradley Cooper was a genius now in mm. Limitless they were like he speaks other languages <laughs> which Ooh. to Europeans is like yeah most that's it. Yeah, at uni, um, literally two thirds of the students at my uni were like overseas students. Yeah. So, you know, I used to hang out with a lot of them, to be honest. Like, my ex was French. Well, French, well he lived in France, but he was German mm-hmm. and a bit Italian. And he spoke like five languages. And it was no biggie to him that I spoke like French. Yeah. And he'd always be like, I don't understand why the English just don't learn Because we're speaking the best language. That's why we don't <laughs> the need universal to. universal one. Like. Yeah we already learnt the one that you need. It's a bit like Americans saying, oh, we don't need a passport. Like, we've got everything we need. Yeah. But don't, it'd be quite nice to check out. I mean, obviously that's like, yeah. I'm not saying every American said that. It's quite a contentious issue. <laughs> oh, goodness, Brexit. <laughs> yeah, I think when <clears throat> Europeans are talking about being like multilingual, bilingual and stuff, it's like, yeah, your language and then English. Yeah. It's not as if people, everyone that's multilingual speaks English, right? Yeah. No one speaks. Oh, I speak Swedish, French, and Korean, but not English. There is no one like that, right? Well, it would be weird, wouldn't it? Because most music as well is in English, isn't it? True. Like American and English music. Like my French cousin always says to me, Have you heard this guy? And it's like, you know, a French artist. And I'll be like, I literally don't know this song. I'm really sorry. And he's like, Do you not listen to our music? I'm like, no. <laughs> Not really. I mean, we'll have some crossover every now and then. Wow, like. do you think if you just literally switched from English language to French language, you could, you'd automatically, like, leapfrog loads of people and, and be like, you could chart easier in, Fran- in, like, in France? I don't know. I don't think so. No. You could tap into that market, but, but then you're going to lose everyone in England, Is it in not England, aren't you? just miles more competitive in the UK, though? Definitely, but... So your talent would go further in France. But would you want to like tap into that market? I don't know. I I, I think they already listen to so many English and American artists. Oh, that so you would they don't want you step. to be French. They're like, just be English. Yeah, I think I think you just got to own that. What about doing French versions of 
your song. Yeah, that, that would work. Loads of people have done that, like, in the past. I remember had... Mariah Carey used to do shit like yeah. that, didn't she? Or who... <laughs> showing your age. My mum and dad used to show it me. I don't even know who it is. I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> she is mega old now, Mariah. Oh, no offence, Mariah Carey. I mean, she still looks good. Um, yeah, I think doing covers of your tracks in French, that's good YouTube content. Get yeah. that, put that on the whiteboard. Maybe I will. Maybe that's going to be... I might just start sprinkling a bit more French, actually. Yeah, like there's a, a guy whose podcast I listen to, um, like a comedian, American yeah. guy called Tom Segura, um, and he has just started doing... Because he's Peruvian, like, well, his mum's Peruvian. Mm. So he's just started doing a podcast exclusively in Spanish. And I think, one, maybe um, the Spanish podcast market is completely untapped so he's mm. he's doing that um but also yeah he's like reaching out to a new demographic that are going to come across and then probably watch his english stuff and mm. check out his english stuff so you could like put out a little french feeler there mm. and then people would be like and then they would come over and listen to your english stuff you know right definitely I'm definitely going to try that. And for people that don't speak French, I literally have sat and watched this Spanish podcast. I have no idea what he's saying. It's just nice. It's just, just sounds like, nice. I like this guy and he's speaking. <laughs> I, like I feel like I'm in Spain just listening to him. Yeah. So, that's what, I think so I think that's you would is. impress your, mm. you know, just English speaking audience. They'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it would it'd have a little bit of uh, cachet with them, even if they don't know what you're on about. I just wish Brexit hadn't happened, you know. What what difference? Do, you you mentioned it before, but I was actually thinking, what difference does that make? People are not going to nah, like you. Nah. Do you think? I'm just messing. When that was all going down, the Brexit, yeah. were you like, God. oh no, this is going to affect Ooh. me? Nah. No? I was born here, wasn't I, so... I think my mum was really devastated. I remember her coming down the stairs being like, can't believe this. Like, the thing is, obviously... Sorry, uh, literally, honey, honey, honey. Nah, she's got an English passport, so it's all good. Yeah. Honestly, she definitely has. <laughs> She's not being sent home. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Pineapple? I'd love a bit of pineapple. Am I allowed some? Yeah, as long as you don't finish everything. I feel like you've hogged it, just kept it over there. Yeah, well, I've got the table here, haven't I, so... You already stabbed a piece? Is that because you selected that for yourself? preparing it for... That is the best remaining piece, mm, though. I did notice that. You've gone for the, uh, the, darker... the sweetest looking... Mm. Chunk. I'm gonna go for a smaller yet equally dark piece. Mm. I mean, go for the other one because that's just good hosting. I'm gonna leave you this week. It's just with the mostess. Cheers. What would you say, if any, mm. are some specific influences for what music you have been writing recently? Hmm. I feel like the new tunes, like last night I was in the studio, are going in a bit more of a poppier direction even more so. Yeah, but like you said, that's so broad. Is there any specific yeah. artist? Lana Del Rey, for sure. Mm -hmm. I love Banks. Banks has like a way of making pop music sound quite dark and sinister, and I like that kind yeah. of mysterious vibe. Um, Are you looking to go that sort of way in the content as well? That mm, eerie... I don't think that reflects my personality. I love the idea of it, but then you've got to look as well at who you are as a person, and I think, yeah... I don't know. I, don't yeah. think, I think that would sort of contradict a bit. Yeah. I think feel like Billie Eilish did a fair amount of, mm. you know, that choosing this whole lane 
of visuals and theme and stuff and just making it her own, almost mm. just having a monopoly on that horror pop yeah. look. And then I think Hayley Williams, you know, mm. from Paramore, has been doing that recently, just making the music videos look like a horror film. Yeah. But it's kind of done in a sort of light-hearted way, which is cool. Yeah. Well, it depends, actually. Some of hers are really dark. Billie yeah. Eilish. Yeah, yeah. I thought her album What's, was great. Yeah, she's so good. She crushed it. I mean, it's crazy to think, like, she's literally 17, 18, something like that. Something ridiculous. But it gives me so much hope when younger acts that mm. are good get yeah. really popular because, uh, like, I always feel like, oh... I, is the age when it could be when you can be a good musician and, and that's all you need and you don't have to have the image and, and she's mm. not selling sex do you know what I mean yeah. or like Sigrid is another example where yeah. it's not about like getting the little titties out do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. it's literally personality and, and the visuals are still there but yeah. it's just not overtly sexual and young people love it and I'm like yes I think it's great that they're looking up to people like that you know Billie Eilish wears like baggy clothes it's almost kind of very tomboyish isn't it yeah and it's probably also she does that on purpose because she wants people to actually listen to her music yeah yeah I imagine she probably is a bit like that yeah, as well. yeah. yeah. but it's is that your phone ring yeah. grab it <laughs> take it it's probably my mum or something Say no more. <laughs> Who else was thinking about that was similar to that? I don't know. That on the way to meet you earlier, mm. there was um, loads of school kids on the bus, mm. and one of them was talking about like, oh, you know Rick and Morty, and, and then like talking about Rick and Morty, and I was like, oh yeah, like kids can like good stuff. I just mm. thought they all liked TikTok, and they're all just, you know. Brain dead? Yeah, brain dead. I just thought they're all like socially inept. I think we forget though how sharp younger people are. We yeah. Don't give them enough credit, to be fair. I guess I don't know any. What, young kids? Yeah. I mean, what we class them as young. Like high school age. High school. Yeah. Super like I, I always see them. Wow, what's wrong with that? High school. What would you call it? Secondary. <laughs> Secondary. Secondary. <laughs> The high school. Is that not what we say? No. Nah, it's definitely secondary high school. school. Yeah, it's probably the. Where like are you my from? high school was where called Hesketh Fletcher Church of England High School. Where are you from, though? Exactly. Um, like twenty-five minute um, west of here. Okay. Maybe it's like a southern. Out towards Wigan. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Where would you have placed me off my accent? Lancaster. <laughs> I don't know if that's Lancaster. I actually don't really know the north that well. I've only been here that year. Um, but yeah, Manchester's sick. Oh, I'd love to introduce you to a few of my mates who've got quite broad accents. Okay. And just have you Proper thick. react to them. <laughs> would I understand everything? I don't know if you would. They get, <laughs> if they're ever like down south or you know in other countries, Australia or whatever, mm. people are like, you sound like a farmer. You sound like... I don't know, yeah, it's, cra it's a crazy accent. I always find accents so impressive, like, actors when they do them. Yeah. In films, I'm always thinking, like, I can't even do, like, Can't you a do basic, a single... Even trying to do a French accent, like, you know, a French... If I, as if I was a French person. Yeah. Like, but if I was a proper French person with a thick accent trying to speak in English, like, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I bet you do a much better job than most people who studied French at... 
don't know. You know, college or whatever. It's just weird. My mum's still got a really strong accent, actually. My missus's yeah. mum is from Austria, and she's been here for 30 years. And it's still thick. And it's still as if she only just got here. Like, she's making... I love that, though. How crazy is that, though? If, if you or I went to Argentina for yeah. a year, you would... Have, inadvertently you would have picked it up even if you weren't trying just nipping so down true. the shop and hanging out with people for drinks at the weekend you would have just picked it up well i'm picking stuff up here already what the mancunian thing it's more the intonation oh yeah every now and then i'll be speaking to my best mate on the phone like who's living in london still and she'll just say to me like she'll just start laughing and i'll be like what she might literally sounded really mancunian and i'm like oh really that's strange as well because yeah. obviously to mancunians you will not yeah sound like that What's the, an example of, like, a word, a phrase? It's just the intonation, so I'll just... I'll kind of go up, but apparently that's not a Mancunian no. thing. It's more of a, like... It's like it... an Aussie thing. Oh, maybe. Why? What, what, where were you going to say? I don't know, like, Liverpool? Don't they do um, that? Oh, they, they just pitch everything up. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. But I've been not, doing not that. Not with the inflection, though. They oh. just... Everything is... Like, like a question. An octave up. Yeah. Oh. Everything is an octave up. That's like, so that's true. Like. <laughs> I love that. So hadn't you... So, wait, you were, where were you born? London. And then you just lived in London the whole time till recently you came to Manchester? Yeah. You'd never been up before that? No. Had you been out of London? <laughs> I've been to Wales. When you say out of London, do you mean like within... I mean like, have you, had you been to Liverpool, for example? No. Or anywhere up here, like Leeds or... I've been to Wales. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So how did the, the Scouse accent strike you when you got up here? I mean, it was a bit of a shock, but hey, I mean, it's quite, it's quite cute. Do you like it? I think it's, there's this weird thing in the UK where every city sort of has a weird rivalry with cities that are yeah. really close. So you love cities that are two, three cities away. And then if one's one away, which seems like they should be your friend... You hate them, you have this like rivalry with them. So Scouse, so to our ear, sounds really annoying for some reason, but yeah. does, it, does it have a sort of sing-songy, nice quality to you? or mm. Equally... I'm impartial. Okay. I'm undecided. I like your trousers. Oh, thank you. Very edgy. Oh! Like it. I only realised um, when I wore them the other day that they sort of match the stripe on the... This deck chair, no, these uncomfortable ass deck chairs. I actually find them quite comfy. Oh, are you into it? Yeah, I'm into it. A bit, I've been, I've just been told off by a few people. Good, have you? Mm. I want to get armchairs, maybe. Mm. Well, that's going to kill the kind of aesthetic, isn't it? I know it, it is. Got a more chilled kind I, of I know. vibe. But everyone's like, armchairs, I'll be more comfortable. Just stick some pillows, it's fine. Just go crazy with the pillows? Yeah, just get like three. I've got so many on my bed. Okay. Do it. That reminds me of uh, the boy in the striped pyjamas. I've had that said to me before. Mm. There's a chick that I know that just calls me boy. Oh, a couple of people call it me, actually. Do you wear them a lot? Are they like your signature your signature trousers? Um, I feel as if I've found a thing that is that speaks to me. Mm. This is my... For people that are just listening, I'm wearing sort of three-quarter length denim shorts that have vertical, thick, white and denim stripes. Mm. That are, is that a good enough description of them, do you yeah, think? Yeah, I like them. I feel like, with these boots as well, mm. I'm sort of going for a Final Fantasy look. Mm. You know, like Tidus from Final Fantasy X or something? Yeah, I like that. 
You, do you get the reference? No. Okay. <laughs> sort of like a almost like anime-ish, video gamey, like a Tekken character. Okay. You, you've got to have played Tekken. Come on now. Street Fighter. Yeah. Right, it's a bit like Street Fighter. Okay. No, I get that. I can see that. Socks are a good addition as well. Bit of red, bit of rouge. Um, yeah, a little bit of... Rouge. For you, of course. Of course. Just to... Uh, just being picked out by the little trim in there. Oh, I just love that. You've really coordinated this perfectly. What about the tat? What's that? Oh, this ink, bruh. What's the ink? This was... Um, Weird to describe your tattoos on a podcast. Is it? Yeah, I guess. Oh, sorry. I'll do it though. Um, <laughs> I got this Shin Sun. Mm. It says Shin Sun, which mm. is a Korean name. Right. It's my girlfriend's middle name. No way. Um, which you'll be like, I thought you said her mum was Austrian. Yeah, that's confusing. I don't know if she'll want me to divulge this. <laughs> so I'll ask her after we've recorded and cut it out if she doesn't want. <laughs> Wait a second. Tanya! Tanya! No, I can't, I can't ask. You can't do it. Um, her mum and dad are in a cult, or were in a cult. This is true. What? Like, have you heard of the Moonies? No. The Unification Church? No. Um, so they sort of follow Korean Jesus? Like, they think the second coming is this Korean guy called Sung Young Moon. Um, so... My girlfriend and her brothers and sisters and sister were raised in this like cult household where they had to get up and sort of pray to Korean Jesus. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, they weren't allowed to go on like go out on Halloween or bonfire night and shit. And it's like something out of a movie. Yeah, it's nuts. They're, and That's her mum and dad got married at like a mass wedding ceremony like they were picked out just a sea of people strangers or from all different countries and then korean jesus just goes you and you get married and then those people and that's her mum and dad they had to get married like, are they still together yeah they're still together i mean that's pretty good considering like the circumstances well they're like religious -y, so maybe yeah. they're they've got that in common yeah i don't know yeah crazy but um so anyway, they all got gifted with Korean middle names. So there's, I I don't know if, I almost feel bad for the siblings because Tanya got a pretty cool one mm. and some of them did not get cool ones and maybe they don't want this out there, but they'll never see this. So I'll just say it. Um, there's her sister, Emma Yangcho Borowi. Pretty cool one. That is cool. She's, Tanya's got a twin brother. Mm. Called Gabriel Shin Wan Borrowy, so it's Tanya Shin Sun and Gabriel Shin Wan Borrowy, and then the big brother is my favourite, Benjamin Bokdong Borrowy. How good is that one? How do you even spell that? I'm gonna go B O K Dong, but um, yeah, she was she went away for a bit, and I'd been wanting to get one. A, a lot of my tattoos are like um, laments, or they're a little bit like. In, yeah, a bit like heavy. And I wanted to get some celebratory ones because mm. literally all of them thus far had been like, you know, people go, what's that one? And I explain it and they go, fuck me. <laughs> so I wanted to get one like, heavy. let's just get a nice one. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so, a bit like with songs sometimes. I know, like, yeah. The, the sad songs are the best songs though. But they're like, the ones that always inspire. Like no one's really going to write 
I don't know. When I'm happy, I can't write. <laughs> you just got a tattoo the other day, right? Yeah, I did. Was it yesterday? Fresh. Let's have a look. Oh, you're not going to expect me to read that. Of course. It's in French. I mean, you asked. Oh, Christ. Um, we did do this earlier. Um, that first word is the, is the fucked up one. Clear. Clear, yeah. Yeah. C'est. Yeah. Vivre. Perfect. You even did the... De fois. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Something about... On, like, live, if you live something, then you live twice. To create... Is to live twice. Is to live twice, yeah. Which that. is a quote by... It's a quote by this uh, French philosopher and poet called Albert Camus. Mm. <laughs> I can't really tell you much about him. But, yeah, he's just uh, he's I think a bit that, of a dude. That would be lamer if you had sort of gone away and done your homework and read loads about him preparing for the question. And you go, yeah, well, anyway, he moved to Lyon when he was 17. Like, yeah. just, oh, I don't really know that just that quote's cool. I don't. Yeah, he's, he's just, yeah. To be honest. He's a cool dude. I'm going to flip the... The visuals thing back at you because your your look's stronger than my look, definitely. Okay. Look at it. Coordinating the animal print scrunchie oh, and the thing. Literally. The snake action. I love a scrunchie. How, how are you going to, for people who are not watching, who are on uh, whatever apps people use, I don't, I don't know what apps people use, how are you describing your own... Style. Uh, yeah, what's the direction, what's the philosophy behind it? Fun and well, I mean, this isn't really well. That's quite fun. I like color. I wear a lot of color. These are very like SWAT team action. Yeah, tactical. Th these are quite new though, and I've never really gone for these. Are my actual first pair of Doc Martens. I've always kind of shied away from it because I thought it was a bit, bit too, grungy. Big dark boots mm. could kick someone's head off with them. Yeah, that's why I bought them. Yeah, it's a little grungy the whole. Yeah, a little bit. The whole thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like a bit grunge. Here so you were talking before about like pop being the angle, but then going a little bit more Lana Del Rey-ish. I mean, I Are you love... Gonna, shall we call it dark pop? We could go for dark pop. I wouldn't say it's dark pop. That, but yeah, it's but I like set, dark said pop. about it. Yeah. You don't have to say it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like maybe that, the, maybe that's the, the look, dark maybe. pop look, dark pop vibe on the tunes. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the tunes are actually quite dark and then some are not like. It doesn't all have to be the same. That mix what? up a bit. So is it like a, there's an album dropping or like what's? No, so I've got it's just a collection of collection tunes. of singles coming out this year. Um, so it's literally going to be a fresh new Spotify page. Yeah. So um, yeah, the first one's dropping on twenty eighth. So is, there's nothing people can go and listen to until things start dropping. I've got a YouTube channel, yeah. so there's some some videos. We've done a few covers on there, and there's some originals from from. A, if people a while just back. search Fleur Rouge, then they'll they'll find that. Yeah. I've seen a few of them. There's like year, <laughs> from a few years ago. Yeah, I know. I look back and I'm like, God, I look really young there. Some covers coming up, maybe. Yeah, there's going to be some covers. We're going to secret, not mm, telling what they I'm are. Not gonna, okay. Uh, disclose that, but yeah. Do you know what? I apologise if this is what's happened because I can imagine this is fully what has happened but there's this trend for covering tunes that used to be sort of quite upbeat poppy happy tunes mm. and then doing like hipstery whispery bedroom Classics. cover is is that the type of uh, nah it's going to be it's going to be full 
band. Okay. Full band stuff. So you've already defeated defeated that then, that's fine. Yeah. Um, there's this um, channel I've been checking out recently on YouTube, uh, this band called Scary Pockets, Ooh. which is, do you know, do you like Wolfpack? Yeah. Do you know Wolfpack? It's, it's like that sort of style, like funky, and they do covers of tunes that might have been quite chilled or slow or sombre and then they're funking them up. Yeah, I love that. And it's like the opposite of, yeah, and yeah I've been getting it's, into those recently. It's a bit like when you have, um, you know, a female artist covering a male song. Mm -hmm. like, it's just a bit different, isn't it? You've got to look at it from that angle, I think. How do you feel about this is something that happens in those situations? They'll switch the pronoun over. Yeah. Which I always think is silly because it's not the lyrics and sometimes it stops it from rhyming. And yeah, I know what you mean. Would you swap it over or nah. would you sing about like, she is the... <laughs> or would you swap it over? <laughs> no, I would. I would. I would keep it the same. Like, I feel like girls can do it easier than guys though. Yeah. Because if girls are like, I'm singing about a girl, people are like, whoa, she's in touch with her sexuality. But yeah. if a guy sings about, oh, it's a guy, they're like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm very confused now. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I actually did a cover, a Leonard Cohen one. Um, it was like Chelsea Hotel or something. Have you heard that? You've heard that song, right? Everything that you've asked if I know about or I've heard, I've said no. <laughs> I appear to be completely out of touch with popular culture. Well, I mean, Leonard Cohen's like old school. Isn't he? I've heard of Leonard Cohen and... Hallelujah. Did, did he die like a few years ago? Or has he been dead for a bit? Is he still dead. alive? Leonard Cohen? Yeah. He's definitely alive. Is he? I think so. I think he's dead, mate. Should we Google it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, he's not dead. Well. I would know if he was dead. Like, like some of my mates this. are like, got, I'm sure, I'm sure I remember like several years ago. Leonard, maybe I'm thinking of Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Cohen's definitely alive. Should we, should we make a bet? Before I see the answer. Because mm. I've just searched it and then before the results popped up, what, what are we betting? <laughs> the final pineapple chunk. Uh, a synth? <laughs> no! Because if you're convinced that he's alive, I'm not going to buy you a synth. I know, but struggling artist, you know? I'm a struggling artist as well, mate. <laughs> Leonard Cohen. Was a Canadian singer, songwriter, poet and novelist. Boom! Hmm. When did he die? 2016. Yeah, I remember it. I knew I remembered it. Making me doubt myself. How did I not know that? I'm never going to doubt myself again. That's so bad. I'm actually really embarrassed that I didn't He's dead that. as fuck. Am I? That's a bit... <laughs> Leonard yeah. Norman Cohen. So, how did he die? From Qu Quebec. Quebec? Quebec. So you could have chatted to him in French. How did he die? Mm. I'm imagining from being... Drugs. ...old. Oh, right. Cohen died on November 7th, 2016 at the age of 82 at his home in Los Angeles. Aww. Leukemia was a contributing cause. He mm. fell. His manager said he fell in his home on the night and then died in his sleep. Oh, mate, what, that's... What's pretty, leukemia got to do with it? It's a pretty chilled way of dying, though. I think if I was going to die, it'd probably be, I'd probably want it to be that way. Yeah. Whilst I'm chilling out. He was laid to rest with a Jewish rite in a simple pine casket in a family plot. Are you allowed to just say if you were like, hey, I don't want to go in a graveyard, I want to get buried in the garden. Can mm. your family just have your body? Is it their property or no? That's a really good question. Give me the answer. <laughs> well, I mean, Diana, she got 
buried where she wanted. Who's Diana? She? No, no. <laughs> oh my God. Did she, yeah, no, I mean, she's just got wow, diplomatic she's royalty, immunity, yeah, though. She I could mean, have been like, bury me on the moon, lad. Why would it matter, though? I mean, I feel like it wouldn't matter, would it? Uh, say if your family no, want, want you close or whatever. No, but that's what I mean. It wouldn't matter to, like, the government or however... But then no one, everyone's buried in a graveyard who's buried. No one's yeah. not buried in a graveyard. I think that's going to change, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? I think I saw something on the news recently, or, or something. I don't know if it was the news, or something. And <laughs> they're apparently going to, like, eventually get rid of tombstones and replace them with trees. Yeah, that's cool. I like that, because that helps the environment as well. And it's prettier, isn't it? Yeah. I like that. So, like, there could be a forest under which are buried hundreds of cadavers. Ugh. I know it's not great, is it? You'd be like climbing the tree, thinking the food <laughs> that this tree's been eating is fucking Uncle John's bones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a vibe. Like it's is made it? out of some dead guy. Ugh. Cremated or buried? Um, buried. Por qué? Because. Um, I don't know if I've got this correct. Maybe science boffins can can uh, correct me on it. But mm. I feel like you just deleting all of your potential energy if you get cremated. So you're Please, like yeah. not going to be of any use. Whereas if you like plonk yourself in the ground, there's little animals, the circle of life, <laughs> you know, microorganisms and all that shit. Yeah. And you can reabsorb and you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. Just turn yourself into dust yeah seems like a waste of well maybe like your soul will be saved and then you'll go off into like a I don't believe world. in soul do you believe in a soul I'm just not sure I don't I can't say I don't believe in it if I don't know agnostic on the whole soul thing exactly um well do you think there's any persuasive evidence for there being a soul no but is there any evidence against there being a soul? I think the popular definition of a soul, there's a pretty good mm. evidence against it. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's agree to disagree. Yeah, but what were you disagreeing on? That there's that evidence there, against whether, it? Yeah. Because I think some people think there's this, I don't know what the popular conception of it is, but like uh, an intangible energy that constitutes one's soul. Is that accurate is that what most people think that is mm. you can't read there's no you know soulometer which is like there's a soul there do they think that i don't know or um, are you saying the soul is literally just the emergent phenomena of the like the byproduct of the electrical signals that your brain as a computer can do i've never thought about it in this much depth to be well, fair all my point is is that if you damage the brain, mm. then what I would say is the soul um, is also damaged. Mm. You know, like if, if you got rid of half of the brain and someone's sort of rendered, you know, lobotomized, I don't think there's a fully intact version of their soul in there going, no, now I can't communicate. I think mm. half their soul is gone now, right? Yeah. You, you see, so I see my logic on yeah, that. Yeah, I get that. If that's true, then the complete destruction of the brain would mean that the whatever the soul is can't survive because that is where where the soul lived mm. so if the brain completely decomposes or is destroyed yeah then there, there can't be any soul left like where does it live yeah then? i know what you mean 
that's actually a very valid point, to be fair, that I can't dispute. Okay. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is like, that's a good podcast topic. Yeah. I need to find someone who... Knows. Who's into that shit. A bit more about it, yeah. A priest, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. That'd be quite edgy, though. A little priest. A priest. Yeah. Well, I could always get um, little Sebi. You know Seb Hakeem. Yeah, he's like a Christian, isn't he? He's like a Christian. <laughs> like a Christian. Is that a song? <laughs> I was thinking of like a virgin Madonna. Like a Christian. <laughs> Touched foot. No, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Seb's uh, probably... A good one to talk to about. I reckon he's thought about it. He's Definitely. Got to I've got a couple of uh, the old Like a Christian mates. Mm. But I feel like in 2020... Telling their names on a podcast is outing them. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I remember I was a Christian like years ago. Went to just this one time that I was a Christian for like a year. I got yeah. got into it. Um, excuse me. And um, let me just get a little drop of water. <laughs> Don't smack me, God. <laughs> that is a very very large glass. All the better to drink water with. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I now am embarrassed of the point at which I was a Christian. And say if podcasts had been around then, or like I'd, it would have been as easy as it is now to just be having videos online and mm. statuses, stati, 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 stati. I feel like. I feel like when people talk about Christians, though, they make it sound like it's literally some sort of cult. Yeah. I don't really see it like that. Um, it's just. I don't think it's one or the other. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's like it's a cult, and I also don't. I, I think that, um, sort of saying, "Oh, well, you know, each to their own. You believe that if you want." I also think that that is like not the correct way to go. I think yeah. you should be able to just challenge anyone's ideas, mm. and. Um, not specifically Christianity, but just like religious ideas are yeah. properly need scrutinising. And I, I, just personally for me, um, but I, yeah, I think that that vibe then that I just did of like, oh, only for me, but each to their, I do think like tolerance of. Well, we're very, very PC here, aren't we, in England? I think we're quite scared sometimes of breaking boundaries. You're not allowed to bring your religion to school in France. In, in France. I think that like, yeah. you leave it at home, don't you? Again, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. On and that they, one, you're not allowed ketchup either. Did you know that? No. I'm pretty sure they don't have ketchup in the schools, or at least in. Uh, Where have you heard this? Just have you read about in it? The encyclopedia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might be pulling it out of my ass, but <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I heard that they don't want the ketchup in the schools because right. it masks the flavors. I mean, I can actually imagine the French being a bit like that because they are very precious over food, aren't they? Yeah. Everything, but it's great. The food in France is amazing. You know, I don't I really know French it. food, obviously. In it's rich. E- in England, everyone's like, oh yeah, baguettes. <laughs> but what? what yeah. is there? What's the best shit? Your oh. mum cooks French food for you? Or? Yeah, but I mean, the vegans out there and the vegetarians are not going to like me. So there's not a lot for them. I think they'd be yeah. okay with it. Like, I've got a friend... Again, I don't want to out her for this either, but a <laughs> vegan friend who went abroad recently and ate cheese while she was over there. But I think in her mind, she was like 
well, this isn't going to be, it's less likely to have been mass yeah. battery farmed like it will have been in, in the UK. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it's like caught locally and it's all pretty ethical and stuff, like you can't really, I think vegans might struggle to deny um, the, you know, I, I don't think an appeal to nature is necessarily a, a, a you know, a strong argument anyway. But mm. if you are going to appeal to nature, then there is like a, a circle of life, isn't there? Yeah. So I think like we got game caught meat for Christmas like yeah. me and my missus for um, you know like the partridge and the duck and all that shit yeah. it's stuff that was like hunted and caught rather than you know grown and genetically modified in a cage in some actually, massive warehouse I've seen so many documentaries on it I find like it, vegan stuff yeah. but you still you eat meat despite the ducks well I've, I've tried I've really tried to go vegan and I do eat a lot less meat now mm-hmm. and eventually I want to go veggie and then maybe vegan but I just don't know I don't know if my body can hack it because I ended up getting really like ill and like feeling faint I and think the as far as like research or like the consensus currently mm-hmm. and I'm, I bet people would love to kick off over this because it's like really uh, you know everyone's just going on I'm right.com mm. and and just believe in whatever they've decided is best for them do you know what I mean yeah. but I think health wise they say a little bit of meat although it's not essential is good for you yeah right do do you you just said that that's how you feel yeah like you can't hack it but that's because also i can't cook so i just end up making like the most basic i mean i can cook i'm just a bit lazy with it yeah so do you cook some french dishes i cook paella 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 do they have paella in france um yeah, I guess they have it everywhere, don't they? But What's British version of paella? Um, I've never really had one in England. I just cook my mum's recipe. What are some of the French, like madeleines? Madeleines, yeah. yeah. That for um, breakfast, I yeah. love a good madeleine. Yeah. Um, and obviously we like drink tea from the bowl. Pardon? And like chocolat chou. What's that? Hot chocolate. Chou? Chou. How do you spell that? C-H-A-U-D. Chocolat chou. Yeah. It actually feels quite homey when you drink from the bar. It's quite yeah, like that cute. sounds nice. Yeah. Might try that. Um, what, what do they have that's like really tasty? Like, you know, like Dauphinois potatoes? Yeah, yeah. Had those oh, a couple so nights good. ago. Oh. I don't actually know how they make it, but it's like cream, isn't it, in between yeah, the potatoes? so good, oh, though. So good. Oh, I'm getting really Beef hungry now. Beef bourguignon. Bourguignon. Yeah, yeah, so good. With some Dauphinois. There's some really good, like, French hearty dishes. I bet if you, like, wrote the top ten, like, French dishes, I'd be like, oh, yeah, mm. shit, I had that one time, that's mm. incredible, bang, 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 Literally. bang. Literally. It's always really rich, though, so it depends kind of what you like. And they, they go with wine, or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Always. Always. What, yeah, what's the drinking culture like in France? <laughs> You've been over there a few times. Yeah, <laughs> just a few. Yeah. No, I, st- I stay have with you, the family. Not, not spent... How much time have you spent oh, there, really? A like lot. loads. Like, obviously, because of our French family there. Um, they live in, like, Montpellier. So we go pretty much every Christmas, um, which is cool. Like, the food is insane, and the drink is always flowing. Like, my cousin's um, husband literally kind of works with within this sort of champagne company or something like that. And he literally brings, like, a whole crate of, like, loads. Oh, dear. Oh, Message. Pardon. Hey man, I'm just doing a podcast. 
Are you, are you all good? I'll give you a ring back in a bit. Peace, brother. How rude of me. I should have had that on silent. That's what I did before, but still buzzed. That's the modern age of technology, isn't it? We're just so in demand. I normally <laughs> always have my phone on silent, just in general. You just wanted to not to do it today. Yeah, I just wanted to interrupt the podcast. Yeah. That I told him to, I went, wait for and then ring me and it will seem all natural and real mm. as if we've not scripted every single thing that we're doing do you reckon someone would do that I reckon celebrities like teams that they have around them mm. are sort of trying to coax them into saying things or doing things that will have viral potential conspiracy theories I get very conspiracy-ish about that think? stuff do yeah. yeah just because there's so much resting on it and there's so much money to be made mm. that even if the celebrity isn't aware of it, you know, like just sort of being subtly coerced and guided towards certain behaviours by their team. It's a bit like in films, isn't it? When you've got like two main characters and they're both single and then suddenly they end up dating after. It's like, ooh, coincidence. And then they break up a few months later, but it's like a really good thing for publicity, isn't it? Yeah. Twilight so springs you, to mind. Yeah, but then there is also the explanation that if you hang out with someone on a film all the time. I'm sure they probably liked each other as well, but it probably does work in their favour, doesn't it? I th it must be weird to think, I like this person, but if I get with them now, it's going to be news and it's going to be a thing. Frenzy. Like you're not just undertaking a connection or a relationship with someone, which mm. is weird and complex and difficult enough when no one gives a fuck about it. Yeah. But when everyone is watching... Everyone's got an opinion. That must be horrible. I can't imagine that. Fuck that. But that, wait, that's where you're going to. If you're, like, if you're being an artist and releasing tunes and shit, surely the goal is to like... Yeah, of course, of course. But you don't really think about that, do you? That's part of what you're asking for. Be careful. I know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean... But then a lot of like celebrities or famous people, is that the same thing? <laughs> Go out with non-celebrities yeah I bet it, must, because they it want, must be refreshing yeah they want a slice of like normality I think yeah like the princess uh, going out with the stable boy <laughs> yeah. like it true yeah. good one I'm trying to think of another one I can't imagine anything worse than not being able to like walk around in your hometown completely anonymous yeah wait what I can't imagine anything worse than not being able to do oh, that oh right yeah it would just I think it would actually make me go a little bit nuts yeah, and then you would start to buy into it, like believe the hype. Because yeah. you're only a human. Yeah. And then if just all day, every day, all the information you're getting is skewed and biased in this way towards like, you're the best, you are, everything you say is incredible. And like, you'd just be like, maybe. It, Do you think it, you it would is. believe it though? I feel like I would just get really like overwhelmed and just want I don't think you would believe it, but you would have to at least have that conversation with yourself because mm. it would start to, in ways that you aren't necessarily consciously be able to point to mm. it would start to affect your life and affect your reasoning you're not yeah. having a normal life anymore are you it must be so weird yeah maybe it's good to have a slow rise you know to yeah. actually graft and put in the you know rather than just all of a sudden you get discovered overnight mm. and you just catapulted straight straight that to the top to quite a lot of people though doesn't it yeah and so. you won't use people say that they want that but but then you end up, you know, being addicted to heroin or something. Yeah, 
sometimes though people will be like yeah yeah I'm you know I hate it but then they sort of play on it obviously to make more money and then they do actually hate it and then they go mental and then it's just like a bit of a it's like a black mirror show. episode yeah like then you release a book about how much you hate being famous <laughs> do you know what I mean I love black mirror actually yeah black mirror is sick what some of, have you seen like a bunch of the episodes I haven't actually I'm really caught up with some of the newer ones to be fair but um, I don't know I if I rate the newest ones. I like the older ones. Yeah. I think because that was back when... I think proper sci-fi. Sci-fi gets this rap of being like, yeah, Star Wars, but it's not about like laser beams and aliens mm. and shit. Sci-fi is about normal, dramatic, philosophical questions mm. and how they will could be affected with near-future technological advancements. That, that's sort of my interpretation of like what's interesting about sci-fi. Yeah. And I think that's what early Black Mirror was doing. You know, just like if you add this tiny little, you know, abstraction on reality and then it tells you something real about what people are like today now rather than, you know, like, oh, what if there was a massive robot? What could eat a planet? Like, that, I don't think that's what sci-fi is about. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's what makes it so intriguing because it's like proper. It just makes you analyse what we're doing. What are some of your favourite episodes? And where we're going. Episodes? Huh? What are some of the that you liked that you can remember? I mean, the first one. The, the one with the pig. Oh, oh. Yeah. That was just so uncomfortable to yeah. watch. What a ballsy first episode yeah. for a show as well. Realistic. It was actually really realistic. Yeah, it ended up being unusually bang on. Yeah. Didn't it? And there was one about social media as well, mm -hmm. which I found really fascinating. Because we don't think about it, do we? We really don't when we're scrolling through. Just the way that these apps have been designed, like Instagram, for instance, you know, I sometimes feel a bit like a rat like a guinea pig or something like because yeah. that's what we are essentially and even yeah. the people that have designed them don't let their own kids see it so it's yeah quite, well it's like it's we, we feel as if social media is this cool thing that we're being given this service or this that uh, we've got control over but yeah no yeah. we like these facebook or instagram all these mm. things they are like selling us uh to the advertisers basically like yeah. we're, we're the product do you know what i mean like we're we're the commodity yeah. and then the transaction, is the service is being provided between those two guys, be between the websites, the entities and the advertisers. And then we are just data and information. <laughs> this sounds mega conspiracy, like tinfoil hat now. Yeah, but it's true though. Yeah. Have you ever like looked at something and then suddenly all these adverts start popping up? Yeah, that yeah. I've literally just mind. like thought it. Just, let's think of something now and see if it pops up. <laughs> Yeah, it ha yeah, it happens all the time. And I, it is a pet peeve of mine when people can't acknowledge coincidence. Mm. Do you know, like when some people are like, well, uh, every time I look at the clock, it's half past three. Or like, just, do you know what I mean? The devil's hour. <laughs> right. Is that what it is? Yeah. No, it's half three. Three a.m. Three a.m. According um, to all the really shit horror movies I've watched. It is a scary hour. It is, though. Whenever I wake up at three a.m., I literally start being like, right, ghost's going to come out. Or like some freaking poltergeist is going to... Have you had ghost experiences? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've heard all these like loopy stories from people, but I'd, I've never come across a You've ghost. You've never had one ghost experience? No, touch wood, I don't want one. It is, anyway. that's wood there, that it? table. Oh. Um, it is interesting that in order to have had a ghost experience, you have to believe in ghosts. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's weird, I don't, so I've never. And then people who do like always seeing ghosts. Yeah. 
Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yes. Oh. Have you had that? I had that three nights in a row one time. I've never had it since. I would have killed myself and after number two. Yeah, no, but I thought there was literally some gremlin chilling on my chest. And then I looked it up online and, th- and then I saw all these like paintings and drawings and I was like... And it matched it. Yeah. But are you saying there's, that you think there's some supernatural component to that or... It felt like it at the time, but mm. obviously it was just pure anxiety, isn't it? That's what causes it, isn't it? When I you don't stress. Know what causes it. I pretty much looked and into when it. When I've had it, it's been because of um, I'd been attempting to lucid dream. Right. You know what lucid dream yeah, is? Yeah. And you can get there if you like um, doing things like remembering your dreams when you were, when you were, as soon as you wake up, you have to write them down and right. developing a habit in your waking life of checking whether or not you're dreaming so that when that habit sort of happens in the dream you can go oh i am dreaming this time Mm. and i sort of got halfway towards lucid dreaming and was beginning to have semi-lucid dreams and dreams about lucid dreaming and weird shit like that but then i started to get sleep paralysis Mm. pretty frequently and i just couldn't cut it it's so fucking horrible horrible, yeah i remember one time i used to sleep with i didn't have any blind on my window and i need it Mm. pitch black silent when i'm asleep and I had as like a sleep mask, you know, like what you would have on a plane. Yeah. And it had half slipped off in the night. So I was in my bed and I opened one eye. I had sleep paralysis and I was having a bad nightmare at the same time. So I don't want to bum you out with this hor- horrific theme of the nightmare I was having. But the nightmare was going on in one eye and I was ah, trying to wake up. And then with the other eye, I could see my legs just out on my bed in front of me. And I was just pathetically going... <laughs> and it's I like some scary movie. Yeah, it's horrible, man. It is weird, though, isn't it? The brain. Yeah, fuck the brain. Fuck <laughs> the brain. So you just had it three times ever? Yeah. What was the, if you don't mind me asking, the anxiety about <laughs> I don't know. To this day, I don't know. So you don't know if it was anxiety? It, well, that's what causes it. may have it, been a it? genuine gremlin. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what causes it. Yeah, well, it's stress. I was I dreading that you would come out with a ghost story then and I would have to... Have you got any ghost stories, actually? I was like, fuck, no, ghosts don't exist. <laughs> That's why you've not had any, because you don't believe in them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't exist, do they? I mean, we were talking about the soul before. Mm. I, like, I genuinely think ghost is the easiest one to, to argue against. Yeah. Unless someone comes at it from, oh, it's just a presence and it's not a person, it's just like a sort of energy. Like, that, the more and more vague you go with the definition of it then it's like it becomes difficult then to like well you sort of not even saying it you're not even claiming anything there so how am mm. I meant to argue against that but I don't think there's any I think when people think they've seen a ghost I think it's more kind of in their head because they might be wanting to see a ghost or like it's dependent on the situation but I don't know I've heard some absolute nutty stories which just make me question it sometimes oh but... for sure yeah there's absolutely inexplicable Mm. things that happen to people all the time but I think the key thing I would urge someone to try and get their head around Mm. or to understand that will shed some light on what's going on in these stories is that everything you experience in your life is where are you experiencing it inside your head Mm. do you know what I mean it's a simulation of reality in real time isn't it which is why when you're really tired you can think that you've seen a cat but it's a bag or you think that you've seen you've you mate in a crowd and oh it's not you know like when you start to get a little trippy a little have you read stuff about like us living in a simulation no i don't mean 
But do you, um, do we you... can get into that. But <laughs> I, I mean, your experience of reality yeah. is your brain gets loads of information in through the, all the senses and then builds a real-time simulation of what's going on out here inside your head. And once you understand that everything you are experiencing is just your brain's best guess of what might be going on, which is how optical illusions and shit can work and, you know, like auditory hallucinations and stuff. That's how they, those things work without actually being there. It's because you, it's tricking your brain. Once you understand that, then you can fully figure how ghosts or supernatural things might appear to have happened to you because your brain can be tricked, mm. can't it? That's true. Like you dream every night. It feels real, doesn't it, in the dream? Nothing's happening. It's all going on in the same place that reality seems to be taking place in your waking life. But we'll get off that if you want to go on. If you want to go on uh, living in a simulation, is that how deep you want to go? No, that's not. I feel like it's going to go way too deep, and then I'm actually probably going to be like questioning too many things. Uh, we're going to bum people out. As yeah, well. sorry guys. I'm turning this off. <laughs> I signed up for some music and French. <laughs> We've gone down a fucking dark spiral. Yeah, maybe. what? You never hit such deep themes in your tunes at all, do you? Uh, where do, not where do you kind of go? Um, oh, watch your mic there with the necklace. Sorry. Professional. Keep it professional. Um, Keep it professional. I write a lot of love songs. Yeah. But I try not to do that. Like it's, I've written and it's about... from sort of personal experience a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah. is there anything that you go, I'll put this because this seems good and people will like this, or is it all real? Yeah, I, I don't think I could write unless something had happened to me or it had come from some sort of place of inspiration because how can you write about something? Well, you could do, but I find that hard. Like It's like a, writing a fiction novel or something. Yeah. You don't have to have lived. True, but I think you're going to tell a better story if you've lived it, aren't you? Yeah, you would think so. Mm. Or maybe not the events, but the, the feelings of yeah. feelings that you've lived. Or you might you might actually read something online and be like, actually, that's that's really interesting. I'm going to... I always read the uh, Rush Hour Crushes, you know, in the Metro. Yep. Do you read them on the tram? No. (laughs) No. You never read the Metro even? No. It's got the horoscope in there, I noticed, with the uh, Sagittarius necklace there. Saggy, mate. Do you not read the horoscopes? No. Sometimes, actually. Well, it's my mum. She'll sit there and be like, because we're both Sagittarius, she's like, have you heard what's happening this month? She really (laughs) believes in it. And I'm like, mum, it's not true. She's like, no, no, but seriously, that's basically our lives at the moment. Do you not know. like to just sit and like read them though, just for a laugh? <laughs> yeah, I like the com- compatibility What's thing that, that they thing? say. So like when they say, "Oh, if you're Sagittarius, then you're well suited to a Taurus." You know, well, that's just true. all Sagittariuses <laughs> are well suited to all Tauruses. <laughs> I used to claim? do that when I was a teenager. I'd look online and be like, "Oh, so right, so he's a Taurus. Oh, we're well matched then." I la- literally believed in that shit when I was younger. Yeah. I think every, everyone's sort of susceptible to shit like that when you're a bit yeah, younger. Yeah, bit of fun. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> um, do you want to plug some music stuff that you got coming up or tell people to go to yeah. your Spotify? Um, so Spotify is not, it's not up and running yet, but it will be. So What date will it be? On the 28th of February. Growing Pains is out, so make sure you check it out. Um, just type in... Fleur Rouge, R-O-U-G-E, um, on Spotify. And then also follow me on Instagram at I am Fleur Rouge if you want to check it out. You should check it out as well. Like when we were 
shooting that video a few weeks ago, yeah. you started singing and I hadn't heard you sing yet. I was just like, I just get told, come here on Wednesday and do the thing. <laughs> and then you were just like warming up and I was like, <laughs> I was like, have you seen Step Brothers? Yeah. You know, when, when uh, Will Ferrell sings and he was like, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> it's stupid. That's what it was like. Yeah. I was like, wow, oh, that is that's sick. sweet. So I I'm going to check, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to pre-save it, which yeah. you can do now on Spotify. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely. Good Cheers. chat, actually. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Bit deep, but... Not deep enough. Come back and we'll go into simulation theory. <laughs>